What it do, people? Uh, this is Brian Meadows, and I'm back with another bonus episode of the Angry Pastor Podcast. I'm super excited to be with you guys. I know it's been a few days since our last episode dropped, but uh, you guys have really been giving me your feedback, your support about that last episode. And so thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for subscribing. Do me a favor and share this podcast uh, with somebody. I believe that this is going to help somebody, encourage somebody, inspire somebody, motivate somebody somebody to be the best version of themselves. And uh, I want you to help me get the word out. The Angry Pastor podcast is a platform where I want to express the raw ideas, feelings, and uh, sometimes just the way pastors process stimuli, experiences. So uh, we, we have real feelings, we have real emotions, um, and sometimes we don't necessarily have outlets to express those. And hear me, every outlet uh, you shouldn't use to express those. Some feelings you should not express, but some things we need to express. Sometimes uh, we have burdens and we have um, uh, just pressures that um, really, you know, connect with other people. And sometimes they may not know how to get through something or they don't know how they should feel going through a certain experience. But us sharing our feelings, us sharing uh, our heart, I think it also gives the parishioner insight into the life of the pastor. And that makes for a better intercession. And so that's the purpose of this podcast. And I'm really excited to get into our subject today. Today, our subject is I don't trust you. All right. I don't trust you. Now, before you become very negative and skeptical, before you shut me down and close your ears, please hear me. Um, I believe that one of the things that hinders ministry, one of the things that hinders business, one of the things that hinders relationships is a lack of trust or toxic trust. And um, I've seen it destroy churches. I've, I've seen it destroy families. And I've got to just deal with this thing because, you know, sometimes, um, you know, we're wondering, why does the pastor just leave church? Why does he just preach and go into the back? Why does the pastor don't want to be around people? He think he all that. He got 15 armor bearers. I'm going to deal with that. He got 15 armor bearers, blah, 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 blah. Sometimes it's not because he, he feels like he's grand. Sometimes it's not because he feels like, you know, he's better than anybody. And when I say he, I'm just using that as the dominant pronoun. I'm, I'm dealing with male and female. I'm just saying sometimes it's not personal. Maybe sometimes it is. Uh, and maybe when we talk about trust, trust is a very personal thing. Um, and that's why trust is not given freely. I think I've heard somebody say this before that trust isn't given, trust is earned. And a lot of times, a lot of times the parishioner or people have not earned the trust of the pastor to the degree that they can have some type of exclusive audience with that man or with that woman of God. But sometimes we're wondering why are they so shut off and why are they so secluded? And it, it, it has nothing to do with arrogance. It has everything to do with a lack of trust. And I think that when I look at the body of Christ, there is such a lack of trust. I'm talking about men and women. They don't trust each other because of, of the whole me too thing. And because of just where society is, you know, uh, because historically, uh, the church has been about 70 to 75% women and the 25 to 30% men, you didn't know whether they were, you know, straight, come on y'all, or if they were, you know, uh, you know, 
Um, and so, you know, there's a bit of uh, animosity and bitterness there. Uh, you'll be surprised how many women left the church because they were with a man that they didn't know had uh, issues. Thank you, Jesus. So, um, and so, so you have animosity between men and women. You have animosity between generations. Right. The millennials can't stand the baby boomers. You got the uh, generation X can't stand the millennials. They feel stepped over. And, you know, you got generation Z coming up, generation Y. You know, you, you all of this animosity, even uh, within generations, you got animosity between the pulpit and the pew. They don't like each other. The pew feel like they're being abused and the pulpit feel like they're not being supported. There's this animosity and there's this growing distrust in the church and it didn't start now i mean all the way back um until you know when you go to the roman catholic church and you start going throughout history and of course you know uh people using the bible to condone slavery and all of this it, there's always been distrust in the corridors of religion and spirituality uh when you have something that is kind of uh not anti-science but i would say hyper science it's above science it's is when you have something that can't can't can not, can't can't necessarily be measured with human instruments and technology of course there's going to be a level of distrust right because we like facts we like to prove stuff we like to have data and information and when you're dealing with something ethereal invisible or spiritual sometimes yeah you can have an innate skepticism but that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about distrust that corrodes covenant that 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 stifles and stagnates relationships connectivity conversation i'm talking about trust and as a pastor and get this as a husband i think anybody that has been in a relationship will find my next statement true but as a pastor i found that it is possible for me to love somebody and not trust them come on y'all you can love somebody and not trust them there are people I love, but they would never come in my house because I don't trust them. And y'all, in the age of social media, I'm telling y'all, hear me. Do y'all remember when Kim Burrell was preaching at her church and she said something about the homosexual community and somebody recorded it? Now, again, I don't know if the person recorded it or, or the person who did the recording. I don't know if they were a member of her church. I don't know if they were a visitor. I don't know. But regardless... I can't even trust you to cover me in the church. Like, like that's what we doing now. Trust, trust. There used to be a time that if we had to deal with church issues, now I'm not talking about covering up sin and hiding uh, iniquity and, 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 and all this different kind of stuff. I ain't talking about that. All right. I'm talking about if there is an issue in the church, we used to cover one another. Like we used to make sure that people weren't, you know, embarrassed, that their reputation didn't take a hit or whatever the case may be. We wanted to salvage their ministry and their and their family because many times their ministry was their livelihood. And if if they had a bad reputation or something got out, it would affect their livelihood, which then would affect their family. Are y'all following me? So we had a we had a responsibility to cover our people. We had a responsibility to 
to counsel, to correct, to do all of that, but to also cover. But now, social media, something happened in the church, you making 50 Facebook posts. You following me? And it causes a distrust. It's like, hear me, there used to be a time you could counsel people. And, and I'm not saying, you always have to have rules and some protocol and some protective procedures when you're counseling, especially if you're counseling the opposite sex, which which many times should be avoided. But in a lot of cases, sometimes it can't be avoided. All right. And, um, you know, I, I counsel or I pastor a lot of millennials and you're constantly counseling everybody, you know, uh, you know, uh, college students and, um, you know, uh, high school students, you're constantly counseling everybody. And I'm talking about they're coming in and out. You're seeing them on the fly. You know what I mean? So sometimes, uh, you know, it's not, you know, it's not practical to think every time you talk to somebody, you're going to have all of these parameters, uh, in place, but you have to at least have some type of oversight and accountability. And I'm not trying to get too far into that. What I'm trying to say is, is, um, man, there used to be a time that if I counseled you, I could trust you, right? You come to me with a problem. Hey, I'm counseling you. I'm giving you advice. Now you can't even, you can, if, if you counsel somebody, they touched me. They, they, they said, that you know what I mean? It's like, you don't know if you're going to go to jail. You don't know what's going to happen. So now I only want to talk to people. Like, like, I don't trust you. I don't trust you. Like, you want to hang out with me? You want to go to lunch with me? Have you ever, have, what is your trust, your trust cachet look like? Like, if, 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 if our relationship was a bank, how much have you put in? How much trust have you put in? And how long have you allowed it to appreciate? I just met you, bruh. I don't know you. I don't know why people feel like in church, time don't exist. Like they can meet you the first day, take a picture with you, hug you, and then post it on my, this is my best friend. What? I don't know you. The church is filled with opportunists. You don't know whether people really love you or whether they just want your platform. Whether they really love you or they want your endorsement. There'll be a son to you today and there'll be a victim of yours tomorrow. What Man, y'all, we don't have time to talk about real ministry. Y'all don't want to talk about it. Let's, we don't got time to talk about real ministry. Abraham tied Isaac up. Where was child protective services? Now, you can't even rebuke. You can't get a good rebuke in before somebody get offended, leave the church. Do y'all remember that? Like if somebody was chewing gum, the pastor would say, hey, spit out that gum. And you spit out the gum. You didn't take it personal. People are so thin-skinned I don't trust. That's why I'm like, I don't trust you. You you seem fragile. Fragile. (laughs) 
So I want to deal with this issue of trust. And I, again, this is just FYI. This is just a bonus episode. I'm not going to be on here too long. But the purpose of this particular podcast, the purpose of this particular uh, bonus episode is uh, to kind of really clarify why sometimes pastors don't want to engage people or sometimes uh, why pastors have to really strategically create distance between them and the congregation it's not because we don't love you right it's because we don't trust you it's like people are always trying to get dirt on the pastor for hear me let me tell y'all something among the human family i'm not just talking about church but among the human family trust is one of the most precious precious commodities that exists I'm one of those type of people, if you lose my trust, you may not ever get it back. God, I feel you here. Come on, y'all. If you you lose my trust, if we lose money, I feel like I can make money again. If we lose an opportunity, my gift will make room for me. You hear me? But if we lose trust, that is something I cherish. I cherish. Man. Like, let me tell you something. These people that, like, I can't stand double-tongued people. Double-minded people is one thing, but double-tongued people, like, when you're around one person, you're, you're like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. But then when you get around somebody else, you're talking an entirely different way. And see, social media is a great revealer because the same people you talk about to me, you comment under their posts. We got some weird people, y'all. I'm talking about two-faced people, man. I don't trust you. I don't trust you. Now, y'all know I'm telling the truth. Before you shut me down and cut me off, you know I am telling the truth. It is hard to trust people in the church. They get with you and get this. Church people are funny because church people want relationships for one or two reasons. They either want a relationship. And again, I'm just being general. Maybe you're the you're the exception to the rule and you want relationships for pure purposes. You want real covenant. If that's you, congratulations. I'm rocking with you. But for the most part, especially in church. People say something like, I ain't got no real friends in church. Well, that's the, the scripture says. A friend must show himself friendly. You want some friends, you got to show yourself friendly. Ain't nobody going to break down your insecurity and your lack of interpersonal intelligence, jump over your introvertedness and your entitlement, and then make you their best friend. Nobody going to do that. Friendship takes work. But people say stuff like, I ain't got no friends in church. You You know why? Because it's hard for you to make friends with people you gossip about. And people in church make friends for one or two reasons. Watch this. Number one, to either find somebody that they can turn up with or to find somebody that can validate they turn up. They're always looking, what's your issue? What's your issue? What is it? Is it pornography? What's your issue? You you be drinking. What's your, what's your drink here? What's your drink? It's like, I don't trust you. If you're my friend, shouldn't you be building me up? If you're my friend, shouldn't you be making sure that I'm living my best life? 
Like, no, when I say my best life, I ain't talking about YOLO, bruh. I'm, I, when I say your best life, I ain't talking about turning up, spending all your money on, 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 you know, weave and weed and, 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 and all that different kind of stuff. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you are praying every day. Man, I felt the Holy Ghost, man. All right? Like, you have a prayer life. When did you, when was the last time you had a friend that said, hey, how long have you spoken in tongues today? Have you, come on, let me hear it. Come on, let me hear it. Like, like, do you have a, have you worshiped? Can we worship together? I'm serious, y'all. I'm on this new thing, man. Of course, I love chilling. Now, again, this may be too deep for some of y'all. I know I just, I don't want to always be in church because you ain't got the Holy Ghost. Let's be honest. You are the church. I'm so sick and tired of hearing people say stuff like that. Like, come on now. You ain't got to bring the church here. I don't want to be talking about God and stuff. If you want, what you want to talk about? So, you want to talk about power? That's what you want to talk about? You want to talk about power? You want, you want to talk about insecure? That's what you, you want to talk about? Your last, your, your latest Netflix special? And that's why the body of Christ ain't got no type of power. No, I don't trust you. No. You don't trust you. Trust, man. Trust. But I'm telling you, it, 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 it's like people want to want to find out. The people want to turn up with you. One or two reasons. They want to be friends for one or two reasons. Either they want to turn up with you, like, hey, let's go. You know, they they want to find somebody that they can unleash their freak with. Which, which, and please hear me when I say this, which I understand, right? You know, I mean, I get it. You want friends that can handle your humanity and you should have friends that can handle your humanity, but you should not have friends that enable your perversion, right? Like don't finance my freak. <laughs> like be the designated driver, but don't let me do shots off your belly. <laughs> you, you follow what I'm saying? So, or they're trying to get, either they're trying to get dirt against you, or they're trying to get dirt that validate their dirt. They want to find out, okay, are you really that anointed? And if they find out that you're really not, really not that anointed, that, that, that validates their mediocrity. People want to be close to the pastor for all sorts of reasons. And that's why pastors are always skeptical of, of, of people and people's motives and intents. Like, it's hard for you to compliment me. It's hard. You know why? Because I'm going to always feel like there's a motive. Why? Why are you always telling me, that, hey, this, 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 this? I don't need you to tell me how good I am. I need us to work. Let's build something. Let's get this thing done. It's trust. How do you earn trust? Number one, being loyal and being a person of integrity, doing what you say and saying what you mean. When you are honest and honorable and your actions line up with your words, it builds trust. It builds trust. Being on time. It's little stuff like this, like being on time that builds trust in the psyche or in the mind of a person. 
you answering the phone or, or calling when you say you're going to call. Just little things like that will begin to will begin to weave together the fabric of trust. But there are some macro things you can do as well. Right. Something simple like just doing what you say you're going to do. Having a watch this, having a consistent reputation like on like when I go to some people. People are like, oh, yeah, they're the greatest person in the world. But then when I go to other people, they're like, oh, bro, I don't mess with A, B, and C. Like, that scares me. I don't tr hear me. It's hard to even do ministry with people. I'm sorry. I'm not angry. I'm just passionate. But it's hard to do ministry with people because you don't know what they done did in this part of their life, in this time of their ministry or whatever. I remember one time I took a picture with somebody. I posted it. My bishop hit me up and said, if you don't take that down, if you don't take that down, my bishop said, see, see, hear me. First of all, some of y'all can't even say that because you don't have a pastor. If you are listening to this podcast, you need a pastor. Yes, you need a pastor. Every great gift needs a garden, a church where there's the right atmosphere, where there's order productivity fruit and pruning and every gift needs a gardener genesis 2 and 5 somebody that can till your soil and turn your dirt we all need it and so bishop joby brady is my pastor he is my bishop he is my uh jethro he is my uh my you follow me i ain't got time I ain't about to gas Bishop up. Bishop going to be listening to this. Come tell me something. Yeah, man. Yeah. But um, we all need that. And you need somebody that, that can shut you down. Come on. At a moment's notice. Don't do that. Take that down. Don't say that. And if you don't have that person in your life, hear me. I'm afraid of you. I don't trust you. If you don't have proper covering, I don't trust you. If you're not submitted to spiritual leadership, I don't trust you. Well, hear me. This is something that we say in counseling all the time. Like woman of God, if he be if he beat you, who can you go to? Of course, you got brothers and you got blah, blah, blah. But who is that person submitted to? Does he have a natural father? Does he have a spiritual father or a pastor? Does he have somebody that he listens to? Somebody that can correct and check him? The Bible says that the man is the head of the woman, Christ is the head of the man, and God is the head of Christ. Look at that order. Even within the Godhead, there is a checks and balances or a, a mechanism of headship or a mechanism of leadership, of order, divine order. You got Father, Son, Holy Spirit. All I'm saying is, man, if people don't have order and they don't have a, a covering, how can we trust you? Like we teach people, I wouldn't receive a prophecy from you if I don't know who your pastor is because if it don't come to pass, who are you accountable to? But yeah, man, I remember I took a picture with somebody. My bishop said, take it down. And I'm like, who can I trust? It's like everybody got something crazy. Who can I trust? And it's hard to build friendships where there is no trust. It's hard. 
and pastors, I want y'all to hear me. We live in a, in a constant state of distrust. That's why when we find people that we can trust, we trust them. Y'all, come on, y'all. When we find people we can trust, we get close to them. And people be like, he got his favorites. No, I got people I can trust. All he do is hang out with these. Uh, yeah, because I can trust them. Because when I talk to them, I didn't hear my business around the church or around the office. Yeah. Trust. Who are some people in your life that you can trust? Hear me. Value them. Invest into them. Sow into them. Support them. Love them. And make sure that they know it. Because trust, it is a scarce commodity right now. It's, it's scarce. Now, I'm not talking about toxic trust. Right? I'm not talking about blind trust. I'm not talking about, you know, you've seen the red flags and they've repeatedly uh, solidified, you know, their, you know, their, their issue or their problems. And you, you understand, like, they done stole money from you. They done uh, borrowed money, not given it back. They've proven that they cannot be trusted. I'm not talking about you just, I'm, I'm just going, now that's my friend. Now I ain't talking about that. But if I can trust you, if I can trust, hear me. One of the things that I, I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, big into, like probably maybe just uh, earlier this year, maybe no, maybe like last year, I really started to look at people and the Lord started to minister to me about people. Um, just I would see people that were far off and I would notice the way they would treat me. Uh, they wouldn't try to take up a lot of my time. Like if they did, you know, um, say hey or if we did kind of cross paths what they would do is just say hey pastor it's so good to see you i just wanted to let you know i'm praying for you you need anything we're here we support you thank you pat you know like they just i'm talking about just dropped a nice inspirational atomic bomb and just left and um uh the the radiation from that bomb i'm talking about that thing warmed my heart and i felt it for days and i started being like you know i like being around them I like being in their presence. Hear me. Not because they're yes men. Or yes women. But because they genuinely and honestly create an atmosphere of ease, of peace, of tranquility, of normalcy. See, hear me. The higher you go up, the more celebrities you are around and the more, uh, uh, you know, all that type of stuff. The more you're in those worlds, the more you want to come home and be normal. The more you want to go out with friends and be normal. And there's not a lot of people that you can trust with your normalcy. But when you find people you can trust with your normalcy, hear me, value them. Value them. You ain't got to be anointed around them. You ain't got to prophesy. You can just be normal. Trust, man. Who can you trust? Honor them. So into them. But also, who can you not trust? You know, the Bible says, mark them that cause divisions among you. The word mark is the Greek word scopus. This is where we get the word scope, sight. The word bishop is the word episcopus in the Greek. 
epa meaning over. That's where we get like epidermis, like the top layer of skin. Episcopus, scopus, sight. So a bishop is an elevated elder that gives episcopus, which is oversight. You following me? But the scripture says, mark those. You need to see them and you need to mark people that gossip, that lie, that sow discord. When the Bible talks about discord, it's another word for division. Guard your heart with all diligence. Your trust is sacred and valuable. And hear me, pastor, I need you to hear me. You don't owe anybody your trust. You owe them your love, your integrity, your honesty, your service, your ministry. You owe them that because you are a public servant. But you don't owe nobody your trust. I don't owe anybody my trust. If I got mentees and people I got to develop, I can, I can owe people my time. But even then, I'm not going to let, let you hijack my time. But there is something that nobody deserves. And that is my trust. You should trust. Who told you that? Who told you I should trust you? Who told you I had to trust you? All right. Let me go. Got stuff to do. I know you got stuff to do. I love you guys. I appreciate your support. I appreciate you subscribing. But most of all, share this. Get the word out. Let somebody know that the Angry Pastor Podcast is here. This has been another bonus FYI episode. Uh, we're still working our way up to our season finale. Yep, we got one more episode in this season. And it's going to be amazing. It's dropping any day now. So please stay tuned. Tell somebody. And remember, be angry but sin not. I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.